0: Okay, hello again. My name is Molly Creese and I am the host of the Network Hour Podcast. And today we have a special guest with us, Desiree Kenny. Welcome, Desiree, to the Network Hour Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on the Network Hour podcast today. I'm excited.
0: Right, and so I'm just going to give you a little background on Desiree. I've been knowing Desiree for a while now. She's an amazing woman and an amazing human being. And so just a little bit about her background. She works for J.P. Morgan Chase. She's the owner of Business Matchmaker LLC. She's also embarking on creating a TV show called The Business Matchmaker. She's working on a book as well, and she has been featured in TV shows and magazines, CBS2 News, NY1 News, News 12, Inspire, Voyage, LA, E-Power, Femi Magazine, and more. She is also a singer, songwriter, and entertainer, and she also worked worked um, with multiple different organizations volunteering she's also worked with my very own organization there to my heart national black mba leaders of tomorrow program and we will get more into that um notice a quote on her on her signature by michelle obama that says there is no limit to what we as women can achieve and so it's it's only fitting that i have today for the topic of our podcast There is no limit to your growth. Trust the process. And I'm telling you, Desiree can talk a lot about this topic and we are going to get into it today. So I just want to say again, welcome, Desiree. It has been a rocky start to our podcast with all these technologies, but we are here and we are going to have some fun talking about this topic. So let me say welcome again.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Molly. And as mentioned, I'm not sure the exact timing of the release of this podcast feature, um, but I will say we are at this present time about to approach Women's History Month. But as I mentioned, I want to reinforce women are celebrated 365 days a year. And we are so excited to have this theme today because I really truly believe there is no limit to what we as women can achieve. And that doesn't just include other women who uplift and support us it's also our male allies. So I want to hopefully through this message about growth and overcoming fear and obstacles uh, to encourage us all to come together to reach that new height and discover our why in this universe and to remember that empowerment is not a reflection of lacking power. It is a reflection of finding that power that you already have within yourself and unleashing it. So I hope today on this journey to together in this project, that we can unlock that power within and learn how to use it.
0: (laughs) Yes, definitely. So my first question to you, uh, since we mentioned your background, and we're going to get a little bit more into it, let's talk about your background from way back childhood. And let's talk about what kind of a child you were growing up. Were Were you mischievous? Were you ambitious? What in your childhood now has led you to this point of being this amazing woman, just chasing and going after her dreams?
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. And definitely, I love the question um, because though I was born here in the US, my family wasn't, right? So I always say one of my biggest influences and the fundamental force in my world is my mother. My mom was born in Guyana. She comes from South America and she really had a long journey and trajectory to get here to the US. Uh, She came as a teenager uh, with her 10 sisters. You heard that right, 10. Um, And her parents unfortunately had passed away before she came to the US. So she had to rely on her sisterhood to survive and thrive in the US and to make her mark here and build a foundation. Family was very important for her, so she knew that was her objective very intelligent woman. So her career was as well, but she, uh, found herself, you know, with, with that foundation and then the foundation started to fall apart. She found herself to be a single woman taking care of two kids, um, and still trying to get her career to where she wanted it to be. And I have to say that strength, the audacity, the courage, I think is what led me to where I am today. I mean, as a child, uh, she always said, you know, I never had to push you I, I had this inherent, like, I, I don't know where it came from. I think really my brother, because he was this unbelievable, uh, inspirational force. Don't know where he got it from either, but he was always a great student and built discipline. And I was like, I want to be like him, you know, that annoying sibling. I want to be just like yeah. him, you know? So I, <laughs> I modeled myself. After him. He was my king. He taught me how to tie my shoes. Shout out to my brother. Like he was really that rock for me. Um, And almost like another fatherly figure, but I was that super geek. I'd be like an A, why not an A plus? And I, I was very creative. So I wanted to find out, you know, how can I write? I always knew I was creative. How can I get involved? And it's like, oh, there's a school newspaper. There's all these opportunities to get involved. And I was always overly ambitious. Um, now, of course, there's finding that balance of being overly ambitious at nine or 10 years old. So I, I was in cheerleading, I was in the Girl Scouts, you know, just finding ways I always encourage with all the youth that I mentor, because I've mentored through Streetwise, I've mentored through Rockers, my alma mater. I always say finding your happy place and a, living a balanced life from any age is so crucial to your development. Um, so, so finding all those hobbies and pastimes, I think, helped to shape who I was and to re- realize at the core, ever since I was younger, I liked helping people. I liked making people smile. I liked making my friends happy. I was like the jokester. Um, So they used to call me, my name's Desiree. They used to call me Dizzy Des because I would always kind of like joke and laugh and make like these little, you know, references that would make people smile. Because I said, you know, the one thing that's a gift is laughter. And it's one thing that's contagious that Nice up everybody's day. So I have, i had always encouraged the the gift of of laughter and and smiling and 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 being able to find the little joys in life. So I really say I attribute it to those humble beginnings, those foreign. I know Molly, you know what I'm talking about, those foreign <laughs> upbringings because. I didn't get to, I didn't get to go out with my friends until I took care of the household. So family was the core of everything I do, and it still is to this day. So having that foundation is so powerful, and just remembering that you may not have the perfect upbringing. My parents got divorced young. I have a blended family. I have a multiracial family. And love comes in many different forms, and I think it's about embracing what you have and practicing gratitude in sorry, uh, these alerts, social media, um, popping up on my phone. All the love is pouring in as I'm on the podcast. But being able to find that foundation in any shape or form that you can, I think that's absolutely beautiful. But remembering that you can create your foundation for happiness in your life.
0: That's amazing. Family is important. That that foundation is definitely important. And so talking about foundation, uh, let's talk about, because you spoke about your mother, let's talk about the influential people in your life, because mentorship is so important today. And so how, how were those people in your life and how have they affected uh, where you are today as a person?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, in addition to that, as mentioned, you know, my mother, my brother, um, also my father and my stepfather. So, uh, with my father, he's really the creative juices, right? So, if I if I do end up doing a little music, uh, you know, uh, performance at the end, uh, you can thank my dad because <laughs> he's he's really the creative artsy one. But back in school, he he was a rock star. I mean, he. He uh, was able to perform um, extremely well in IQ tests. And he was just known to be like the source of information. You ever meet someone, it feels like they are constantly reading newspapers or articles because they're just a wealth of information. That's my dad. And sometimes he's not even reading it. I'm not really sure where he's getting it from, but he's definitely that source of information. He's a creative and he always inspired creativity. He said, you know, what? if you become a woman of Wall Street and I'm proud of you, if you do, never lose sight of your creative passions and, and always live it, live your life to the fullest. Right. So he always inspired that in me. Then my stepdad being a businessman, he taught me entrepreneurism, just seeing him manage his own business, doing it single-handedly. He happened to be um, in the media entertainment business. So anyone who knows like the Montel Williams show or any of those throwback shows that he does all the sports games, you know, Yankees, the Mets. So he, Really had shown me from the grassroots up how you can build as an entrepreneur and sustain your business 20 years later, right? Because I had no idea what an entrepreneur meant. So I've had all these influences. And my brother, you know, just being extremely disciplined. Um, he's in a senior position at a consulting company right now. And he showed me the steps you have to take from an education perspective. He just got his MBA, you know. So I've had a lot of positive influences, but I've had a lot of influences for people who were not family. Uh, Kappa Mowbray, the author of the 10Ks of personal branding. I encourage everyone to pick up that book. It's on Amazon. It's a bestseller. And it really does show you how do you make your mark in the world, right? Because people always say, well, what is branding? What is LinkedIn? What does it mean? Well, if people remember your name, Molly, when you're not in the room, if people will vouch you and say, Molly's a rock star, which I can vouch for, guys, in the, on the pod, a network podcast today, that means you've made it. You've left an impression. So you're memorable. Remember, there's a short period of time to become forgettable. So make sure you're memorable. So that's where the branding comes in and leaving your personal trademark and everything you do. And I know, Molly, you talk a lot about this and you write a lot about this and it's so crucial. So he has really taught me the power of that as well as the art of networking, right? It's not, they say it's who you know. It's not just who you know, it's who knows you, right? So being able to implement that mindset into everything you do. I don't care if you're going to the barista for a cup of coffee, that's an opportunity to build your brand and network. Everywhere you go is an opportunity for you. And you just have to navigate, pivot, adapt to the situation and shift your mindset accordingly. Because these things aren't going to be handed to you. People are like, how'd you figure out all of this? I'm like, because I utilize the resources around me, right? Mentorship, sponsors, people who can get you into doors that you didn't even know you could get into, but they're going to sit at that boardroom table and say, hire Molly. She's the one. She will add value to my team. Um, And then I'd I'd say, honestly, aside from that, my first mentor, I always attribute Winilla Reed. uh, She was the founder of the Women's Business Initiative at Rutgers, my alma mater. And she showed me a woman, not only a woman, but a woman of color taking action to help increase the numbers of women in business and to give them a safe place to talk, meet, network, and develop. I'd never seen anything like that. And I have to tell you, that was influential for me in my early years. She was the first one who revised my resume. And to this year, we keep in touch. I actually got to bring her on Princeton TV when I was a part of the Discover a New Future show and thank her publicly and say, you made a difference in my life. One thing that I'd like to emphasize is that Mentors and sponsors aren't short-term, they're long-term. It's about deepening and developing that relationship for life. The mentees, the girls that I mentor, the young guys that I mentor, I'm still a part of their life. And I think it's about creating this lifelong uh, legacy together and to help each other. And I think the last thing I want to say when it comes to mentorship and sponsorship, don't just think about how they can help you. This is a big life lesson. Don't just think about how they can help you. Think about how you can help them. When you are giving rather than focusing on receiving, the universe will speak to you.
0: Yes, definitely. Let's talk a little bit more about your, your journey and your growth. Because people, I, I always say this to people, you see the success and you see the glam and the glitz, but you don't, <laughs> know, you don't know what happened or what that person went through to get to where they are so i know even before that success there are a lot of challenges there are a lot of obstacles personally and professionally speak to those speak to those challenges and those obstacles absolutely
1: i mean i'll give you the biggest one imposter syndrome am i good enough uh will they choose me um why am i better than this other person what value do i have to bring Uh, Am I smart enough? Am I strong enough? Am I tall enough? Am I wise enough? I could say all the enoughs to the point it would take up another podcast show. Right? So feeling within yourself that confidence that I deserve to be here. This seat, I am meant to sit in it. That opportunity, I am meant to have. Right? So you have to have that inner confidence. And I know it's hard to build. And I get that. But you got to speak it into the universe because when you start speaking that to the universe and you keep saying it, guess what? You're going to start to believe it. One of the quotes I think I shared when I was actually a part of your your Women's History Month event, right? I said, "You can choose. Do you want to be your biggest enemy or your biggest fan?" Right? It's just like when I talk about the door of obstacles and opportunity. Which door are you taking? Right? Because. You are your biggest critic, right? So we talked, remember, Molly, we, we talked about managing your inner critic and finding that voice within that says, I am enough. I am enough. I actually have this wonderful woman, woman in my uh, network who has an entire business around that slogan. I am enough. So if you start feeling it, you start speaking that truth that I, I know that I'm capable and I'm worthy, other people will. But if you go into the room and you're, you know, your shoulders are down and your head is down and you're like, hi and you're speaking like a mouse and you're not commanding that room, why would you expect people to wanna to believe what you're saying? Why would somebody invest in you, right? So I had to overcome the imposter syndrome. I had to manage my inner critic. I still struggle with it because I happen to surround myself. You know how they say surround yourself with people who are smarter and better and more capable? That inspires me. So I'm mm-hmm. while I have people like, Thank you for all these kind words, you know, saying, wow, you're on TV, you know, you're, you're launching your TV, your own TV show, you're in magazines, you're doing features, um, you know, all these ex- exciting things that are happening. I was just in my first movie last year. I had a lot of exciting things and blessings. I look at people who are doing more. Oh, does that inspires me? I'm like, well, if they're doing that, I can do it and we can uplift each other. And it's, it's like the spiral effect of positivity. I'm like, oh gosh, that that makes me hungrier. I'm hungry. I want more, but I, the, the, the core of it all is that I want more so I can do more. Right. So that was, I, I had to figure out. So not only did I have to find the confidence within, I had to declare my vision boldly, share it with myself and with the world. So I'm intentional with my life. Right. So, so being intentional in everything you do is so key and so vital. It doesn't matter if it's big or small. We talk about celebrating your little wins, but being intentional with it too is very, very key. So I say the first thing is finding the confidence in yourself, overcoming that imposter syndrome, managing that inner critic, creating a vision for what you're doing, right? You don't want to just be busy. You want to be productive and take intentional steps with everything that you're doing in your life. And that's what I did. And that's what I'm doing. And I I think everyone has that ability and, and power to do that. But it starts with you internally, not the external universe around you.
0: Yeah. But, but how do you do that though? Because life can be so, life can be so cruel and your personal sometimes affects your professional. Uh, Life would, life would hit you smack in the face and you wouldn't know what hit you. And then you're in that state of uh, depression or in that state of not wanting to do anything because of what has happened to you personally. And you're like, I don't think anybody understands what I'm going through at this point. How do you revive yourself? How do you get up from that point and get up and and, and walk and say, okay, I can go another day? Because there are a lot of people that are going through those, those challenges and those personal issues that can't. if you can't function personally, you're not gonna be able to function in your professional life.
1: Right, and that's a great question. And by no shape or form am I saying this is easy. In 2020, I experienced the biggest loss of my life, um, the loss of my significant other, right before the pandemic. So it was experiencing the loss of a loved one, then going through a time that no one expected, the pandemic, then experiencing two more losses, uh, over the course of 2020 to 2021. Um, oh. So I emphasize, uh, I, I can't even put a number on how much I empathize for those who experience loss in any shape or form, whether it was loss of a loved one, loss of a job, um, any type of loss, because it's it's incurring that in addition to the everyday realities, which include stress and exhaustion and all of these things. And I bring that up to, to be transparent with you guys and to be open because I found the only way I can really truly connect with others is full transparency. And I know sometimes sharing the story helps other people um, going through trauma and loss because this is the thing that society doesn't understand. And it's the one thing I want to encourage more of is empathy in the world. I always say that if there's more empathy, the world would be a better place because there's no timeliness there's no time limit. There's no time limit. I stress it three times in a row, intentionally for healing. Everyone heals in a different way. And when it comes to loss and trauma, it never ends. Uh, you may have triggers and that's why they, they try to teach within the health and wellness program. And then, and, and, and just in general in the workplace, how to um, treat or, or, or manage relationships with coworkers who are going through these things. Also, another big thing is those with medical issues. I um, recently found out that I have another uh, lifelong diagnosis of something that I have to manage for the rest of my life. And many are shocked by that. Um, because um, I try to bring that positivity and energy. And that's another thing I want uh, to hopefully encourage more sensitivity and empathy around. It's those working and living through medical issues, right? So we have a lot of layers here, right? I think the best method, and I'm just one person, right? I'm, I'm not a psychologist, I'm, I'm not a sociologist and I'm not a therapist, but I, I and I'm, do, I'm not a doctor. You know, as mentioned, I'm a woman in Wall Street and a business owner, but I will say from being around so many people, The one thing I found is, is allowing yourself first and foremost to heal, giving yourself permission to have self-care and to incorporate that into your regimen whenever you deem necessary. If you have a full schedule of commitments and you feel I need a me day, take your me day. They will understand. I think uh, a lot of women, uh, you know, there's this mantra, this power of the yes woman. Actually, I think there's a power in being a no woman, um, and being able to say no. Sometimes the C- former CEO of Pepsi, I love that she said, "I don't think I want it all. I don't think women should want it all. It's not, it's not healthy. It's not, it's not um, going to create life balance. It's about finding your happiness within and creating." the trajectory for yourself, not letting society dictate it to you. So do you really want to have it all or do you want to have a happy and fulfilled life? The, the former, uh, another former CEO of, of, of uh, Chase actually of the bank division said, when she lives her life, she determines what will create a full life for her. And she realized it's not bringing a hundred percent to everything she does. It's bringing that percentage that she knows she can give a hundred percent of. So not bringing a hundred percent. So if she determined in her life, she can bring 80% of herself to work because she has family and hobbies, then she's going to bring a hundred percent of that 80%. I know I'm giving you a math equation now, but meaning she will (laughs) never bring her full self because her full self would no longer be performing at the highest level because she's not allowing herself to create a balanced life. So I want that to marinate with you guys, bringing the full percentage of what you're willing to bring to everything and being okay with taking things one step at a time. You're not, we're not going to figure out everything in an instant, right? You know, when, think about Apple creating this powerful project, uh, product and, and business and enterprise, right? When you think of Apple, do you actually think of an apple, like an apple they eat? No, you think of the product, right? Because they created the brand. They created a household name. So that when people think of technology, that's the one of the first things that come to their mind. Now, think about that. Did they create that overnight? No. They had competition. They had to get people to stop. I'll age myself. I'm going to sound like a dinosaur now, but to get away from pay phones and prepaid cards and and dinosaur like phones, right? So th- there was a there was a shift in the mindset of the consumer, and they had they created that. They created this customer wants. They, they envisioned a client experience and now people are willing to spend thousand dollars on a phone. Think about, th- just think about what they created. Do you think that happened overnight? It takes creating a vision for yourself and a plan for execution and holding yourself accountable step-by-step step to get, get there. And I would say the biggest thing of it all is having patience because it takes time to pursue your dreams. It takes time. And and, and the most important part of the process is making sure you're okay in the process, right? Are you going to really enjoy the ride if you're still healing and dealing with your trying, not giving yourself the space and the time to properly heal and process what you're going through? Because we can blame the external universe as much as we want, but if we're not allowing our internal healing, then we only have ourselves the point, me, myself, and I, right? Because we have to be intentional. That's the number one tip my mentor gives me. Be intentional with your decisions and with your life and your happiness and your joy will follow. They say happiness comes in waves, joy comes in every day. So are you going to go for the joy or for the happiness? What is your, what is your long-term vision for yourself? I think it takes time, patience, courage, and giving
0: yourself permission more than
1: anything in the world.
0: Yeah, you said a, you said a whole lot there, and and a lot of people have experienced loss, and sorry for your loss as well, but a lot of times, we as women, we tend to have this strong attitude that we have to be strong all the time, and we don't give ourselves license to feel, and mm-hmm. if you Take that time and self care, like you mentioned, is so important. And you can't be running rag- ragged and working, working, and not taking care of yourself. And so that self care component is so important um, for that balance and and for for that success. And like right. you said, it's it takes it definitely takes time. It does take time. So tell us about uh tell us about the business matchmaker and why why did you um want to create it
1: yes oh wow I get excited because I remember sharing a little tidbit about this business venture with you and I think this is the first time I'm really thoroughly sharing it on your podcast so podcast gets the exclusive so (laughs) during the pandemic I was like what like everybody else what am I supposed to do with this time like I'm not used to this, you know. And I know Molly, you're like me. We're like we're women on the move, we're hustle and bustle, and we're just like, ah, what do I do with this time? So, we had to really change the narrative of where we were in this world and why, what is our purpose all over again. It felt like I, I think a lot of us felt like we were reimagining ourselves in 2020, yeah. and. So I said, you know what? I have this business. It was called Billion Dollar Small Business. I created it when I was really young in my early 20s. And I was like, I want small businesses to dream big, which is still a great concept. But I got a little feedback, you know, on the title and maybe it's a little flashy and maybe I should try to tone it down a little. But then I was like, I don't think it's just about the naming because I I, I was able to acquire new clients before I even knew what an entrepreneur meant. That's actually why I started the business. I had a CPA approach me and say, I love the work you did on our collaborative event because I was working for uh, another financial institution at the time. He's like, can you help me on the side as well? And I was like, what does that mean? I have a full-time job. So I was getting new clients before I even, and I met this amazing fashion designer, Princess Farage, and she took me under her wing and I still was learning what an entrepreneur meant. And I was so blessed that she believed in me and she's a founder of Monmara. Um, So, you know, I had all these opportunities and then I said, I think I want to flip this story business matchmaker is it really came about because people said you like you're really great at bringing people together you're 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 excellent at matching people you're like a love matchmaker for business people I was like wait a minute business matchmaker (laughs) I have to thank people for coming up with it because relationships I really say are the core foundation of everything you do it's not about collecting contacts it's about cultivating relationships, right? So this is, this is the heart of everything I do. And I used to do it for free. Like I, I actually, um, there was a, a, a wonderful talented designer. Um, she's still thriving glitter trunk. Um, and I said, come to fashion week with me. You wanna get your jewelry line out there? And I connected her with couture designers and now her, her jewelry is on runways all over. <laughs> and it's unbelievable. I just, I didn't know that was going to happen. So it's like this organic story. And I thought, what can I do? Help people fill the gap in their business, right? Sometimes it's matching with people. Can't figure out the right people to build a professional team, a loyal team. So I, I will help with recruiting. I will help with finding the right partnerships or collaboration, right? It's always about partnerships. Some don't want to sign that on the dotted line and create a formal partnership, but you want collaborators. You want consultants. You want people who can help add value. So it's matching people. Then it's matching solutions. No, I don't do it all myself. I have an amazing company, Evoy Productions, um, who is backing me with marketing. So I'm talking graphics from graphic design to social media marketing, to creative development. I have partnered with them so I can provide those services um, for my clients. And then it's solutions, right? So maybe you have a vision uh, to break in a different industry or to collaborate in, in a more powerful way with uh, certain types of companies or a specific niche that you're in. So it's, it's, people, um, it's people, solutions and services. That's what I'm matching you with. So I understand and listen to you. I, I kind of say in a Oprah style capacity, that's the biggest thing listening. What does that business owner need and providing them a solution? A lot of businesses will just say, these are the solutions. I don't do it that way. I have a consultation first, listen to your needs, dissect, and then I match you with what you need. Because I feel like the best way to help you to reach that next level is to find out what's creating a void. What's holding you back? What can I do to help you? Um, So that's where I say I actually created this Seven business rules for success. Um, that's where my book, uh, the foundation of my future book, will be based on and my TV show. So, the pilots in my TV show, the Business Matchmaker TV show, is where I interview um, what I consider my first and very valued client, Princess Faraj of uh, Faraj Couture and Madmara. And I re- evaluate the seven rules for success and how she's provided for business. And she is actually part of our expert panel series. So what I wanted to do is not just have business owners who need help or struggling, but also introduce an expert panel so people can see how they flipped the switch and got to that next level and how they implemented some of my tactics. Because this is the funny thing, Molly. This business owner was applying it before I even created it because I was a part of the team and I had that Mm -hmm. mindset. I just didn't even know I was creating it yet. That's why I always say, um, and I'm going to give the teaser early, create, prepare, and wait. I learned this from a fellow entrepreneur, create, prepare, and wait. You don't know when that may be released to the universe, but get ready. Write it down. Write down everything. Write down everything. Document everything. Because 10 years ago, I never would have thought this would have turned into a book and a TV show. You know, so you never know what idea you create, how it can turn into something bigger and help more people and help you grow as an entrepreneur. So stay you know, say uh, right <laughs> in, in the driver's seat because you just, you just, you just never know. It's it's unbelievable. So I'm excited to share with you. I can't share the teaser yet. That's going to be in the part two of the Network Hour podcast because I'm actually going to be airing it. Um, it's it's uh, going to be aired on national TV. I can't reveal yet, and then I will be able to um, share it publicly um, with
0: you guys. That's amazing. Sounds amazing. Business matchmaker. Yes. Um, There's definitely a lot of people out there that would definitely need that kind of help. And I think that's amazing what you're doing and can't wait to see the TV show and the growth of the book. Uh, Let's dive into your um, volunteering opportunities, because not only do you do your business but you also focus on also helping people mentorship and all of that stuff i know you work with rutgers and and you've worked with um me on the national black mba and the lot program so tell me how um giving of your time to those ventures how is how is that important to you and why is it important
1: yes and and i want to thank you molly because you are an unbelievable, um, talented leader. And you're so selfless. That was one of the things I always loved when I met you and I learned about the national black MBA, um, and leaders of tomorrow. And you gave me opportunities to speak and mentor and, and bring them in to my company for a, um, exclusive event. And, and I think it's really, really powerful the work you do. So thank you. Um, and wow. yeah, I, yeah, I think honestly, there's this, I don't know. There's just no greater feeling of satisfaction than when you can add value to someone's life. And most recently, this success story was my, my beautiful mentee, Saraswati. Um, she was born and raised in Nepal. So she's not from the country. And, you know, she was among the first to graduate um, from uh, college. And she had this goal to land her dream job in financial services. So I mentored her and I tell her she she earned it on her own. I tell her that look, I was here to encourage you and to boost your confidence because one thing that's a challenge and 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 we see it a lot in the business world, and I'm glad they're creating platforms for it, is if if language is not your first language and you weren't born here and you know you're first generation, there's just a lot of hurdles and boundaries. And to be able to have a support system is so powerful. And to encourage her to get on, on, on stage in front of everyone to speak at our sessions, I I can tell you her transformation was very emotional. I, I I knew she had it in her and to see her commanding it and landing her dream job. She ended up landing her dream job at JP Morgan. She actually starts in the summer full time and she's just over the moon excited. And I believe it's possible. I believe it's possible for every single one of our, every individual um, to, to achieve what she did and all the hurdles and boundaries that she overcame. It's just having someone who believes in you and, and having the courage in yourself to believe it's possible. You know, so from those programs, Alpha, Alpha is huge in my career. I serve as the director of marketing. Alpha is the um, Association of Latino Professionals for America. But it's like the melting pot. Everyone comes from different backgrounds and nationalities and comes together for this common cause, which is career advancement and professional development. So um, all of these programs all have their inner magic, you know, um. You know, the Women's Leadership Forum that I recently joined at at JP, you know, it's very powerful. It's going to help women have access. I think that's the biggest thing. I think with everything we're talking about now, when it comes to giving back, it's providing access and resources to communities of people that don't have it or don't know how to get it right. So for us, we're creating a landing page. We want to encourage more women in finance uh, to join financial services. When I used to host Wall Street workshops for women, I wanted to encourage women like we're here, we have a place in this world, um, and we're here to say, right, Laura Simmons, right, like there's she's a wolf right of Wall Street. So being able to show different faces and that you don't normally see, and to show that opportunity is there, that is powerful. And I think we can all do this together and make a difference.
0: Yeah, um, volunteering, I can tell you, is definitely amazing because the impact that you have and being able to leave that legacy on the world is such is such an important role. Last but not least, let's talk about your singing career, singer, songwriter, entertainer. Uh, tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man, um, yes. Oh, man, maybe I should sing a little something. No, um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and it's funny. I was a closeted uh, musician, um, very shy. I-, I joke here, I'll age myself again. I can't believe I keep doing this, but I used to take my mom's where I carry cassette tapes and rock out in the basement when I was like nine or 10 years old. And no one heard me except for maybe like my mom and my brother. And it was like my escape from everything in the world. And to be able to have like my little happy place and soon enough, it kind of leaked so that I can sing. And my own family, extended family, was like, how come I never knew you were into the arts? How come I never knew you could sing? My other outlet was writing. So I started um, writing poetry. And then I, the poetry flipped into songwriting. So I write all my original music. Um, I actually had the opportunity to perform recently. I want to say huge shout out to Media City Studio. They have created a safe place for artists and entrepreneurs uh, to collaborate and to perform they have open mic nights. Um, I was able to be their headliner um, for the first time in my life, um, and I still have stage fright. See, this is this is the vulnerabilities that I want to share with everybody. Yeah, it's it's not that you've overcome every fear, right? Because we talked about fear, and maybe we'll, we'll do that as a closing comment. But taking the steps to overcome the the fears that you have um, can not only transform your life but can help you on the path of, of greatness however you define it in your own so so me I, I was on stage like shaking like no one knew but I, I told everyone after you know I was shaking the whole performance right they're like no way you were storytelling and everything I'm like yeah because that's my way that I find find that one thing that makes you feel like safe and for me it's storytelling and I was able to calm down as I was on the stage this happens to major celebrities trust me like and they, they admitted, Jojo re- men- it. JoJo recently mentioned that she has extreme stage fright. So I just want you guys to know as I'm pursuing the passions of my dreams and as you are pursuing your passions and dreams, it's OK that you still. I, I say if you're not nervous, then you aren't that excited. Um, but yes, I, I actually launched my um, my new single um, called Farewell. And the farewell song was about letting go. And, um, letting courage come in instead, um, you know, they say not to get spiritual, let go, let God, but, um, finding that, that inner voice within to let yourself go on to bigger and better, but very, very importantly, same theme as before, letting yourself process the pain, letting yourself heal, letting yourself overcome and my mantra protect your energy for from 2022 onward throughout everything you do. And I actually said this before I performed the song, you can find the song on iTunes. My artist's name is Desire. Just drop one of the E's of my my name. And I am working on a music video. I'm working on a few new singles and I'm very excited because now I have some collaborative efforts that are in place with some other beautiful, talented artists, um, um, Brendan um, Mielis. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, he's extremely talented. So there's a lot of great things that are happening creatively. Um, and so I will give a little thank you to you as we conclude. <clears throat> Didn't even warm up, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's not actually my song, it's Ashanti. But I really love the theme and I love the song. So I'm going to do it anyway, just really, really quick. I, that love okay? a shanti. I love
0: Ashanti, I yes. love Ashanti. Go ahead.
1: Okay. I, I Just wanna say that I'm thankful for having you in my life. I wanna say thank you. I wanna say I wanna say thank you. For being in my life, I don't know,
0: I don't know,
1: I don't know what I would do if I didn't have you in my life, in my mind, I want to say thank you, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me tonight. I currently at
0: the end. So thank, you, so thank much. you, thank you, thank that you. That was for the amazing.
1: Honor.
0: Before, before I was,
1: we such an honor.
0: And- yeah, that was amazing. Before thank we you. end, though, I want you to tell people um, just a last, a last, a last note or a last minute motivational advice to people who would listen to this podcast and listen to your story and are struggling in their own way or fearful of the next step, what Mm -hmm. advice would you give to, what uh, advice would you give to them?
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, I have to drop them with my quote because it's so powerful and it's not mine. Once again, Um, this is Jay Dancy. See, I always give credit though, you know, but I do have some of my own quotes, but Um, when it comes to branding, um, you know what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell them your smile is your logo, your personality is your business card, how you leave others feeling after having an experience with you becomes your trademark. And I love that quote because it's you who brings value to everything that you do. And I want you to remember your gift that you have for the world. And everyone has something unique and powerful to bring to every conversation, and every opportunity, it's finding the willpower, the strength, the courage, and the confidence to give it to the world. And let them embrace how you are, then perfectly, perfect, beautifully you. Um, I, I, I think you have to find that, that voice that says, I am good, I am enough, I am powerful, and
0: I'm here to leave my mark on this world amazing amazing that's some great advice how can people reach out to you to get in contact with you to connect with you to work with yep. you
1: absolutely so I have a few a few methods um email um we're going to go with the old school email for now I do have my domain but I'm still I'm using a uh, but gmail as well but you can go to the business first um that's my primary web website. You can see my services. You can see my, my reel of the opportunities that I've done, my collaborations, my clients, testimonials, everything's there. Um, shout out to Bradley for making this beautiful website come together, Bradley of ShapeX. and then, um, email Desiree, the business matchmaker at gmail.com. That's my primary email for any business inquiries. Uh, if you want a complimentary consultation, like say on LinkedIn, or, you know, just understanding a lot, a lot of people come to me about career development inquiries. So like, how do I, 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 how do I conduct myself on a zoom? I actually, I started getting to the new age inquiries. Um, I can do that as well. Um, and then if you follow my business page, so the underscore business, underscore matchmaker on Instagram, it's the same on Facebook, but no underscore, that would be the best uh, way to reach me. And I'm, I love hearing from you guys. I love LinkedIn. Send me a LinkedIn request. Mm. Desiree kitty. Uh, uh, on LinkedIn, and I love, love, love uh LinkedIn requests it with a little customized message. That makes me even happier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, thank you so much, Desiree. This has been amazing. I think we covered a lot. Uh, I think we went over thirty minutes, but that's okay. uh this Real. has been <laughs> this has been amazing. Real music performance. <laughs> thank you thank you so much for stopping by the network our podcast and talking to me today uh it was a great conversation and I know people would get a lot from this conversation and so so I thank you very much
1: thank you so much thank you Molly for all you do for the community for women's empowerment for community engagement and for being someone I'm proud to call my
0: uh, sister in in this business world so thank you so much Molly You're welcome. And thank you, everyone. This has been another episode of The Network Hour podcast. Until next time, stay tuned for more videos, more podcasts. Until next time, we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. And I just want to say to you, live, love, and laugh. And that's the end. Thank you so much. And talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.